I ain't here to dance for you. I ain't here to do a two-step. Right. That's just a piece. That was just my end. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says, like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party, too. I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party. I don't believe that we can throw a dollar amount at the black community if nobody's mindset changes. Uh, everybody need to shut up. Let me Maybe tell you. if you put please at the end, it may be a little better. I think if you put please after shut up, it takes away shut up. It's your boy, Marco. Yo, it's the one and only Dre West, and you're listening to The Realest Show on air. And we live in the Christian lifestyle right here. Right now, you're listening to one of the realest, my bro, the one and only Meech. It's Mr. Respect Your Audience Himself. Right here on Live With Meech Real. Daddy, I like this. <laughs> Hey man, you are listening to Live With Me Trill Where we talk about real life situations To encourage the body But I use scripture to challenge the people But you know why? Because I respect my audience, man That was Center Song by the one and only Darius James Off of his album We Want You God Um... Dope project, dope artist. Um, it's just dopeness. So when you listen to Live with Me for Real, this is the home of Christian content, man. So I pray that that blessed you. Um, y'all can check that out. Uh, if you just search Darius James or the hashtag WWYG, he'll come up. Or you can inbox me at the Christian Podcast at gmail.com. And I'll bless you and send you all his links because that's my man's. And you are a listener, so you my man's. So it's just all love. And when I say you my man's, I'm not being gender specific. I'm talking about, you know, we cool because I can't, you know, you can't really speak in gender specifics anymore because it's offensive to the binary and to the, uh, I'm let me stop. I'm wilding. Let me stop. I don't even want to make, I ain't trying to poke fun and be funny. It, so let me stop. I'm sorry. But y'all listening to Live With Me Trill, man. Um, and we excited. Listen, if you listen to this podcast, just take a second to thank God for life. Like, for real. I'm, I'm like, I'm dead serious. Like, if you can hear my voice, then you're alive. And once again, I told you, if you're not alive, you can hear my voice and you a zombie. I'm coming for you. All headshots where I'm from. You feel me? But I digress. Man, listen, man. It's going to be a dope show. What is this episode? Listen, man, I got to talk. I got to tell y'all. I really, really, really got to apologize because I be doing my best. But I, I don't, I be, I tell y'all the wrong episode almost every episode. But the fact that people tell me proves that they'll be listening. So I, so I could have played it like I did it on purpose, but that's a lie. So I'm just going to thank y'all for not. Beating me down for it But 
Thank God that I'm still making episodes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot going on in my mind, and I'm just thankful. I'm just I'm just super super thankful. So this is episode sixty nine, man, and we gonna we gonna have a real 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 good time. But I want to do something a little different, um, because around this time, it's tough, man. Um, you know, think you think about all the people, you know, with the gifts and all the, you know, it's a don't don't get me wrong. It's an exciting time for many as well. It's a happy time. Um, it's a hopeful time. It's a cheerful time. It's it's dope. But it's also a time that adds a lot of pressure. Um, and sometimes adds to the grief. Um, my father-in-law passed August 31st this year. So his birthday, um, when you'll be hearing this, his birthday will be that day. Um, will be on fr- is Friday, and then we're heading towards the first Christmas without him. That's tough, you know what I'm saying. And just trying to get understand, not even I mean, not get understand, trying to just have peace with it without one living or acting like he never lived, but also living like his like he wasn't a believer in that. You know, my belief because of who he served, who he loved. Um, I'm talking about even up to his last his last days, man. He was a man of God. So my 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 only fear should be where I'm gonna go because his story has been told and mine still be told. So I'm thankful, but I do understand and sympathize for anybody dealing with the with the added grief of a holiday where everybody's cheerful, but you're thinking about somebody you lost. Cause I get it. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to open this show up with a scripture. Um, I'm doing this 30 days of faith challenge where there's a, you know, scripture for every single day. If y'all interested, I, I'll, um, I'll, uh, email you guys all the scriptures for each day at the Christian podcast or Gmail and you can start it whenever. Listen, you ain't got to start it today on day one. You start it whenever you, whenever, whatever. However, it's the one dope thing. About the Bible, man, is that it's, it's not going to no longer be effective in 20 minutes or tomorrow or next week. Shoot. To be honest, man, science is still a uh, 100 years later, still proving things that was confirmed in the Bible. But I digress. I do digress. Let me let me get you out with the scripture. But listen, before I get to that, I, I just want you if you hear me and you, and you are one of the people dealing with the loss of a loved one, man, whether this is the first Christmas or the 30th or the 10th or the 5th or the 2nd or whatever. Listen, man, my heart goes out to you. And I understand this is why we have to realize how, you know, huge a gift life is and how life isn't about a, a accumulation of years. You know what I'm saying? But thanking God for the time you were able to spend with people. You know what I'm saying? I was having a conversation with some friends and, I, and this is a super, super, super digression moment, but I was having a conversation with friends and I was saying, man, you know, you know how people talk about the years and, you know, oh man, you know, 2019 sucked, but 2020 is my year. And, you know, and they were talking to me, my guys were telling me like, man, you know, we have to look at life the way God looks at life and God doesn't look at years because imagine if we only got new grace and new mercy once a year, <laughs> like, bruh, 
we would be waiting. Boy, that ball dropping would be the uh, most important day of our lives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'd be praying to make it to the ball drop just for new grace and new mercy. So um, they were just sharing with me how God has to, you know, biblically how God looks at life. If he's to give us new graces and new mercies every day, which is a huge, huge gift, man. So um, to receive new, new graces and new mercy every day. I start, you start to look at life thankful for every moment, every day, every, every opportunity to give life, to breathe life. You know what I'm saying? So you think about, man, you know, uh, I lost some people recently. So this is like the third Christmas without somebody that was very, very close to me. But I thank God for 28 years. Um, I thank God for 65 years with my father-in-law and me getting eight of them where we were close. Like, um, you know, I thank God for the days, you know what I'm saying? I thank God every single day that, that these people had life and it hurts. Like it sucks that they're, that they know that that's no longer their story, but I'm not going to pretend or I'm not going to allow the enemy or allow anything to allow grief and depression to take over me. When God gave me 28 years of somebody's life, 65 years of somebody's life, like the healthiest person isn't promised tomorrow. So everything is increased. Everything is extra. Everything is interest. Everything is profit. So every single day that you have life, that's profit. And instead of you like, man, I need to live 75 years. I need to live like God gave me new grace and mercy today. So, but like I said, that's a super sidebar, man. And I just really want to encourage you. This does not mean that you won't be sad. This does not mean that you shouldn't be sad. This only means that if you hear my voice, I understand and I'm mourn with you and I'm praying for you, but I want you not to allow the enemy to steal joy because what's, and this is what gives us the commission of sharing Christian content of sharing the gospel to people, because if we can share the gospel to people and we share the good news and people accept Jesus Christ in their life, right? Whenever they die, we know it's just the beginning. You know what I'm saying? We, we know that their story is not, done even if it's done in this realm even if it's only if it's done uh, um to our knowledge to our understanding here but if we if they give their lives to god there is an afterlife there is an eternal life there you know what i'm saying meaning that even when you're like man this sucks that i miss my you know my parent my friend my spouse whatever but because i know they knew the lord i'll see them again so even in these times I can still have joy because without the birth, there can't be the death and then there can't be the resurrection. Now, of course, you know, if y'all want to get deep, no, Jesus was not born December 25th. Okay, I get it. But this is the one day, even if, even the overconsumption of materials and all that, it still does not overshadow the spirit that people are excited about when they celebrate God's birth, God's birth. Birth of the Messiah, you feel me? And it's and I and I take a lot of joy in that because even though it is a tough time for many, it's also a time where it's only one of the rare times where people walk around and actually are happy. You know, hey, and you get highs and waves and smiles. People are just getting this is the season where people are they have hope. So it's exciting because this is the time where some people will first will, it'll be the first time they actually hear the good news to hear about Jesus Christ and they may be so hopeful. They may actually accept Christ, which me, which is a game changer. The moment it happens for anybody. So 
Um, I did go on a tangent, but I'm really praying for you. If you hear my voice, thank God that you're alive. I praise God for the day that you got. You got new grace and new mercy. And I just want to ask you, what you going to do with it? Let the enemy have you walk around in depression, defeat, in pain, or because the person that you love, that you lost, wouldn't want you to live a life dedicated to to pain, dedicated to sadness and depression. They would want you to have life and be happy and remember them. So don't so don't ever feel that you should forget somebody to be happy. But understand that if we if we allow depression and sadness to overtake us, what quality what quality of life do we have? I know that when I'm gone, I would hate if my life only brings pain to the people I loved while I was here. I would hate my legacy to be sadness for the ones I love. That when they think about me, there's only sadness. I want people to laugh. I want people to have joy. I want people to have peace to know that, oh, Demetrius knew the Lord. Demetrius gave his life to Jesus Christ. I will see him again if I live right, if I do right, if I honor God in my life, if I accept Jesus Christ in my life. So, yeah, I get it. Be sad, you know, mourn. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't let the enemy keep you there like there's no joy left because God is good still. Even in the midst of these times, God is still God. And because God is still God, we have a reason to praise and be happy and have joy. But let me share one. Let me share a scripture. I want to share a scripture with you guys um, while I'm on this faith challenge, man. Let me do Proverbs. What's that? Three, five through six. And it basically just says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will and all you do. And he will show you which path to take. Dog, I just love Proverbs. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best of everything you produce. Hey, that's Christian content. And that's respect to your audience. Man. Whew. I, hey, I'm sorry, I just had a churchy moment I, So yeah, Proverbs 3 and 5 Through 6, it says Trust the Lord with all your heart Do not depend on your own understanding Seek his will in all you do And he will show you Which path to take um, Like I always say, man Read Proverbs, read the whole word Because Proverbs is cold Proverbs is definitely one of my favorite books uh, in the In the Bible um, well, my favorite outside of the Gospels Because the Gospels are, you know The Gospels But um, I want to tell y'all So that is That's day 20 I'm not on day 20 But I was just looking and I'm like, you know what I got this whole list of the script of uh, scriptures for each day I'm just going to grab Look at one, grab one randomly And it's funny because it ties into what I was just saying Trust in the Lord, man because the joy comes in you giving your burdens and your frustrations, and your sadness and your grief. You're giving it to God and like, God, I don't understand why this person not here. This doesn't make sense. And it sucks. And I'm hurt and I'm mad and I'm sad and I feel like this or whatever. But I'm going to have joy in you because you still gave me life. You still died for my sins. You still sent your son. You still love me. You still no, count the hairs on my head I'm still you know fearfully want, Like you you still Care you're still alive You're still moving you're still God So thank you but God I'm stressed out about this 
So I need to give you my worry. And the only way I can give you my worries and trusting you and having faith. But to even <laughs> give you and have faith, I got to be honest with Lord, I'm hurt by this. Take this. And I do believe through time, through through consistency, through prayer, through fasting, through studying, through through the assembly and surrounding yourselves with other believers and people to cover you. There is time when you need other believers to pray for you and cover you because these burdens are heavy and we as humans want to carry them. But through time of you giving it to God, you you spending time in the Lord, you will get better. You will have a, a understanding and a peace that you don't understand because you are hurt. Why am I not as sad as I want to be? And it's through time. And it don't mean you still won't have random times where something happened and it can make you laugh about the person or cry. But it's a moment. And even though in that moment doesn't define your life, doesn't define your day and doesn't define who God is in that moment, doesn't define your joy. So it's like, man, I miss man. I miss that person. You take your time. You gather yourself and you thank God for life. You thank God that you did everything you do. You could do to introduce to them the good news, to show them who the example is, to show them who Christ is in them. And if the testimony is that they accepted Christ in their life, man, you should have joy <laughs> and feel and worry about yourself because, you know, that person is good. And for the people who we lose that we don't know if they knew the Lord, that gives us more motivation to push harder for those that are living. And I'm not going to get into the whole, oh, what well, I mean, they went to hell, listen, without Jesus, right? But even at the cross, there was a criminal who was going to be put to death. But because of where he was at, which is crazy, him being a criminal all his life. But because where he was at, Christ met him at the cross and he was saved on that day. A whole life of wickedness. So even the people that we don't know. We pray that something happened. But instead of trying to be God and put them in heaven and hell, I'm like, OK, I pray. I pray that that God spoke to them, that they accepted them and God in their heart, that they good. But that means that I can't play around with the living. I can't tiptoe around this stuff because it is serious. Death is forever and they don't coming back from it unless you have Christ. So I just want you to be encouraged. Listen, that's Proverbs three, five through six. Trust in the Lord. With all your heart. Listen, I struggle with that. With all my heart, all your heart. Like, not like, so you can't give them some of your frustration, some of your sadness, some of your grief, some of your anger, some of your confusion, uh, some of your, you know, some of your um, commitment. Like, if you trust in him, you have to, with all your heart. And don't depend on your understanding. Sometimes when you lose somebody, um, and it's kind of a weird statement, I'd be like, bro, it's, this is this is trash. And I don't get and I say it's trash because I literally don't get it. This is garbage. And I got to give it to God because I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. So I have to trust in God beyond my understanding so that he can help me get my peace back, my mindset back. And not to miss out on the people in the life all around me in the midst of this, because it is garbage. So I hope y'all be encouraged, man. Um, I don't even know why I took all this time talking about it, but I do want people to know I under I understand, man. And I'm praying that you trust in the Lord with all your heart.
You give them your burdens. You find those people that encourage you in your tough times. Don't walk around and try to be tough. You need to be honest. You need to be thorough. You need to be transparent. You need to give God that pain. You need to release it. Just don't stay there. Depression is real, man. And it's a smack in the face for the people who love you, who when they left you, they didn't want you to live a life of that. It's like, dang, everything that we had, all you gonna remember is how sad you are now. Like, just saying, man, we want more than that. You know, anybody who's dealt with a near death, you know, situation, all you sit back and you just thank God for life so much. But you sit back and think about people sometimes like, man, I hope that if this is my time that that they remember the dope times, the times where I made them laugh, that the times that I am. I imposed, you know, my personality, but it was for the good and they and they enjoyed it and they smiled and they laughed. Like I want people to sit back and remember, like I want them to remember two things. And this was um, the dope thing about my father-in-law when he passed is that everybody wanted one of his Bibles because <laughs> my father-in-law was known to keep that book on him. And he and to be in that boy for real, to be writing notes, to be doing this, to he that Bible was important to him. So when he passed, the first thing people thought about was the Lord was thought about was the word. I'm talking about people didn't fight over money or stuff. They they wanted the word. They like, I won't, I won't, I want this. I want the word. I want to. And it actually encouraged people who ain't never read the Bible or don't read it a lot that they want to go through it. And it's crazy. The relationship it shares now because what he's leaving behind is that now, even with me, because I, I took a couple of them. I took a couple of his Bibles. Um, one of the privileges of his daughter being my wife that I we we got we got a couple of them, but I digress. Going through pages and seeing his handwriting in the Bible, seeing his notes, seeing what he highlighted. It's almost like, you know, even later, I'm I'm, I'm still going through, you know, Bible study with him. I'm still being able to see this relationship and I'm still able to I guess indulge in something that he indulged in something that he loved and sometimes that's enough not every single day sometimes it's just garbage sometimes it hurt to look at it and sometimes it's encouraging but either on either spectrum I'm thankful that what he was known for was being a man of God. That's a cold, cold statement. That's a cold reputation that when you die, people want the word. They don't talk about, I want the PlayStation. I want his clothes. I want the TV. And he had it. He had TVs and stuff and all that. And I mean, it's just a tough part of when people pass you. You get to going through their stuff. And I've seen some terrible times where stuff overwhelmed everything. And it was sad to see people fight about money and argue. And, and this really gave me joy. I, I went back. My people wanted the Bible. <laughs> it was a TV. I don't know who got the TV, but it didn't even matter. They, they, they wanted the Bible. So at the end of the day, if you can remember me as a man of God, a man that loved God, a man that loved his family, then have joy. I just pray that that encouraged you. Uh, you know, I, it's no cookie cutter way to tell somebody how to feel in the midst of the most devastating things that is a part of life. But I do want to tell you that God is still God. So don't trust your, don't fall on your own understanding. Trust 
Trust with all of your heart. Give God all of that pain. And I pray you be encouraged, man. How are you doing? My name is Beach Real, and this is some of the things that's happening in the news. So, for this first story, I want to ask you a question. I want to know the inner workings. I'm talking about what makes you tick. I want to know the core to your understanding. I want to know what do you do and why are you on the toilet so long? Have you ever found yourself going to the bathroom and grabbing your phone and realizing that you have just lost 35 minutes of your day and you didn't go to the bathroom, but you were sitting on the toilet the entire time? Have you ever taken refuge from your job? in the bathroom to pretend to be using it to take a great nap or to hide because you don't want to be found so you would be forced to work have you been this person i want to know and i want to know because i want to tell you that those days are almost over people have found out where you've been hiding people need you to work they do not want you paying being paid and being on the clock while you are tweeting your little life away at the dime of the company the employer so what have they done they have responded and there was an attack against our freedom to chill they have taken literally taken action to make a number two and a number one to a timed situation. Do y'all hear what's going on? Listen, there was a time when you went to the bathroom and people just said, do you and I'll be here when you get back. People would just let you go into the abyss, into the restroom, and they would not bother you. And they would have respected. And when you came back, they'd be happy to see you again. They'd be like, go. When you come back, they welcome like the prodigal son go come back thank you but now listen and i work somewhere where literally i've heard someone say hey i gotta go to the bathroom and somebody will ask him all right but you need to hurry up i'm like wait a minute what i have no idea what's about to happen and i don't have any control over the time period they like mm, get that in there get it out get in get out get out come on you don't need to sit there and tweet your whole, nope, nope, nope. So what they've done, there's a startup company that has designed a toilet to get you off the pot. Listen, it's a new downward tilting toilet that's designed to make it unbearable to sit after five minutes. And they say the main benefit is to employees and improved employee is supposed to improve employee productivity. They want y'all off the pot, man. They are tired they are literally t- attacking the last place of refuge, which is the bathroom. Some of the coldest tweets I've ever put out come from the toilet. Think about that right now. My coldest tweets come from the toilet. But now it's under attack. 
what are we going to do? What are we going to do in a country that doesn't mind us watching five seasons, five brand new seasons of Fuller House, but doesn't want us to be in the bathroom longer than five minutes? Five seasons of Fuller House, people. But they don't want you to be in the bathroom longer than five minutes. I'm scared where this country is going. I'm scared. Let's go to the next story. And this story, man, I I, I gotta make you. I just want to make you laugh. Like so, I'm I'm like really excited. And the last story is gonna get deep. I'm gonna just let you know now. The last story I'm talking about Trump. Yep, I, I know it. I know it. Listen, let me tell y'all something real quick, man. Kanye West and Donald Trump are two of the most persistently annoying people on earth. Like you start your year out like I'm not talking about Kanye or Donald Trump. I'm not doing it. And they do stuff where you literally have to talk about them. I feel like it's some kind of mind trick or some kind of witchcraft that these people put on us where you hate to talk about them because you know how much trolling they do and how much attention they just they just pull in and they keep sucking you in to the foolishness. But I digress. We're going to talk about them in our next story. But this story, I want to tell you, I'm going to, I think I want to do something a little new, man. It's, you know, because I say, like I said, we use real life events to encourage the body because things in the Bible are real life events. I can show you things that are in the Bible. I can show you things that's happening in the real world and attach them to the word. And that's how I encourage the, the body. And then I can use scripture to challenge the culture. I'm going to give y'all a real quick example before I get into this new segment is um, this new part of my Let's Talk About segment. I want to educate you. Like, did you notice? Like, I want to make sure every time you leave my show, you become smarter. And the only way I can do that is being me. But I digress. Look, there is a dog. Do you know that doctors and scientists are just are studying the brain are just now, just now, after 30 years of research, 40 years of this, this dissertations, blah, 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 blah. They are just learning that thoughts are powerful. Do y'all hear that? They just not knowing that. But if you read the Bible, the Bible been telling us how powerful thoughts is. Talk about cast down the imagination. Wear the helmet and armor to, to protect you from the fiery darts. It talk about how powerful thoughts are, man. But I'm talking about people, brilliant people studying for 30, 40 years, teaching professors, doctorates, uh, blah, blah. But you telling me something that I already know that's in the word. But I digress. That was a tangent. I just wanted to drop some, because I've, I've been watching some stuff I, can, I ain't sharing yet, but... Let me tell y'all something, man. God is the coldest because God used man to create the Bible. And it's just amazing how God was able to do that because humans are, they we're garbage. We do a lot of garbage. We we're infallible. We're a terrible filter, but God made a way in the Bible. Well, anyway, I digress. Listen, as dope as the Bible is, there's something else that's worse. See, it's funny how God inspired the Bible and man created the Bible and the Bible is still the word of God. It's amazing how God was able to do that through man. But man also created a new false God called the internet. 
And the internet is horrible. So I want to share with share with you today something horrible from the internet. Um, did you know? And I'll do these for now on. Did you know that Japan is suffering from a ninja shortage? Listen, this is a real thing. Japan is suffering from a ninja shortage. When did we find out that we needed ninjas? And why is Japan the only place that needs them? But I digress. So listen, the Japanese city, city of IGA, I'm, I, I was going to try to pronounce it. I want to say it's Ga, but I felt dumb just pronouncing it wrong. So I don't know, but it's IGA, right? It's, that's how you spell it. It's, it's a Japanese city, which has the richest history of martial arts masters, you know, martial arts masters and claims to be the birthplace of the ninja. It's suffering a ninja so shortage, despite the fact that they're willing to pay salaries as high as $85,000 for perform for performative ninjas willing to take on the job of staffing their annual ninja festival oh, I'm going to oh I'm going to Japan $85,000 to fight to do karate in the ninja festival oh I'm all right I'm done doing this podcast I'm sorry y'all I'm, I'm not even gonna finish this this uh this story I'm mm -mm, nope I'm going to Japan y'all be blessed and that's all I have to say about that so without further ado um this story is a story that is literally breaking the internet. Um, it has so many layers. And what's even scarier, it has so much emotion, hate, um, unforgiveness, self-righteousness, um, joy, anger. It, I mean, it's, 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 it's tough, but it's here and it's happened. So um, President Donald Trump has been impeached, right? So... I want to share what I learned because when I first heard, I'm like, man, that's crazy. Then people say, oh, you know, Mike Pence is the new vice president. Trump is not president. And I'm like, eh, let me see, because there's a process. Um, so before I get into um, what I think of the story, let me just share a little bit of the information. So um, this is from CNN. Yeah. So, OK. President Donald Trump was impeached on Wednesday for the third time in nation's history. The House of Representatives, they voted to impeach a sitting president following a day long debate on whether Trump violated his oath in pressuring Ukraine to damage to, to damage a political opponent. He was impeached on two articles. The first vote was 230 to 197 was impeaching for the abuse of power and was almost entirely party lines, which means. Democrats voted Democrats, Republicans voted Republican. Um, it was also followed quickly by a second 2229 to 198 vote that the president had obstructed Congress. One Democrat rep, um, Talisi Gabbard of Hawaii, who was running for president, voted present on both articles. The trial in the government, um, the GOP controls, sending on whether to remove the president will begin in January. It's likely that Trump will be acquitted since two-thirds majority is required for conviction and removal from office. Um, he's actually set to come to Michigan for a rally Wednesday night, which happened. Um, and it's probably all over the news. This is this is big news. Um, Trump is one of the most hated people online. Um, um, I think it's like R. Kelly, then Donald Trump. And I don't even know if R. Kelly trumps Trump when it comes to the hate. In the um, fear mongering and all that that's going on. So, yeah, just so you know, there is a process. So he's impeached. 
which will one make him open that when he is no longer president they can go after criminal charges um but to get him out the house they have to get a two-thirds vote which if you just look at the numbers it doesn't they don't have that much to swing him so eight times out of ten nine times out of ten he'll still be president until the end of his term um so let me share what i think um i'm not a really political guy but i don't ignore what's going on in the news um and i do kind of watch this stuff um let me say this i do not take the delight in the demise of any man i am blessed to no longer and i struggle with it in you know younger in my faith and younger as a man just in general with self-righteousness so i thank god that um he's he's um humbled me that he's loved on me he's covered me to the place where I don't allow myself to be so self-righteous that the downfall of someone else gives me joy. Now, at the same time, wrong is wrong. There's consequences. There's laws, blah, blah, blah. You know the saying. I get it. Um, if he did something wrong, if he's convicted, if he's getting a fair trial, which I don't even believe Donald Trump could ever get a fair court case. Um, the media and the court of public opinion is so powerful, overwhelming and one sided and short sighted that depending on where you fall behind the characters of a tweet you literally can be public enemy number one. You can literally, there are people who literally have lost everything because of allegations that never made it to court. Like we li- we literally live in a world where people have lost their jobs. Um, opportunities have been taken from them and from people who endorse them all off of allegations. I mean, even when I talked about Mike Vick last, uh, last episode, we live in a world where people can go to jail, pay their debt and still not be forgiven by other people. And it literally almost diminishes the fact that you actually had to go to jail, that you actually admitted that you were wrong, that you were actually convicted, found guilty, confessed, served time, lost money. <laughs> but it's still not good enough for the, uh, the court of uh, public opinion in, in, in this monster that we continue to fuel that we don't really understand what we're fueling, what we're feeding, which we call social media. It is a problem. Social media can literally tell someone to kill someone and mobs will be created social media can make people march just off of them reading screens and i think it's dangerous and powerful i mean dangerous and dope at the same time but it's way more dangerous than this dope because the people are thinking less and less and mobs are being created witch hunts are being more more uh celebrated and sensationalized and emotions are intentions and biases and religious biases and social biases and uh, political agendas and all these things are set in a place off of a couple keystrokes that literally can depend can literally have your life dependent on it so no i'm not a trump supporter um no, I'm not a foolishness supporter. That's funny I said that. No, I'm not a Trump supporter. <laughs> like you you have to make a blanket statement now in this world. And it has to go in line with the world. Otherwise, you can be an enemy. But let me clear that up. Um, to my knowledge, to what I've studied, and I want to be honest, which many of us need to be honest, we don't, we're not doing no research. We don't even know what Trump is doing. What he, all we know is what media shows us in the soundbite. So the same government that we that we swear is kidnapping and taking people's organs, or the same government that is trying to imprison black people, we believe that that same government has godly intentions when they, whatever they show us on TV. 
they we just believe like the same government that is trying to uh create a direct pipeline to put kids in prison is the same government that we just fully believe that they're legalizing drugs because they want us to just relax now i am on a tangent but i want to clear something up man um it's okay to not speak in generalities because you're talking about human beings, not numbers. We're not talking about a binary person. We're not talking about a zero one. We're talking about a human flesh and blood person. And it's complicated as humans and that, that, that there's proof that there's only been one perfect person to ever walk the earth. And that was Jesus Christ. Then it's weird to hate someone fully. And you only know an aspect. So let me say this. There are policies that Donald Trump has endorsed that I do not like. There are policies that Donald Trump has endorsed that I do like. There are policies that Donald Trump has put into place that I thought that from my research, oh, that's dope. And there's the same policies when he's explained them and talked. And I said, wow, you're out of your mind. (laughs) So um, the same Donald Trump that went to... um, a country that had just dealt with a huge hurricane, a huge, huge natural disaster and said, hey, you guys, it's not that bad. It's, you know, this is I mean, I went to when when Katrina happened and this isn't as bad and was shooting free throws with, you know, supplies. The same Donald Trump is the same person that um, did this tax break in the beginning of the year that people received bonuses and checks that people weren't mad. People ain't sending them that money back. So people are complicated and I'm not going to allow social media to tell me I got to hate somebody because of what they choose to show me. When if I'm 100 percent honest, I haven't put the time and I don't have the education, which means I have educated myself and learned and studied to really be able to make a full have a full educated opinion on this person where I can just say he's terrible. I hate him. He's a racist. Bung. Done. No, I'm just going to be honest. And there are many who say they've done the research and they've done that and they've come to that conclusion. Cool. I'm not saying either way, just like I don't believe that if you Christian, you got to vote left wing. And if you're not, you got to vote right wing. And if you saved you like nah, it's just these things aren't in the Bible. You feel me? Like, it's just weird that um, we adopt those things. So I just wanted to say that, man, that. Um, wrong is wrong and I believe that um, Even in the midst of wrong being wrong Everybody on this planet needs grace Everybody on this planet needs um, The Door open for reconciliation And recovery and um, uh, Like rebuke has its place And I'm and I'm not against rebuke uh, But I am against uh, wit, you know, witch hunts And the celebration Celebratory bashing of people I think it's terrible for us to be the country that talks about uh, cyber bullying and then we can disrespect our president because we don't like his views but then we say this is a free country as long as you think in line with the people so um i definitely went on a tangent definitely went on a tangent but i wanted i say all that to say this i'm watching this impeachment process i'm hearing a lot of terrible things you know i'm hearing people say things like if he gets impeached we gonna do this to people i'm hearing people celebrate saying thank god get that racist out of here and like it's, it's just a lot of language that's going on that's very toxic and it continues to make me grieve and pray for this country we're so we're so short-sighted in places, man, and we are so biased that sometimes I watch this stuff and I say, man, 
I wonder how long before they start talking about Christians like this. I'm just being honest. I literally watch this stuff and say, man, I wonder how long before this Christian podcast becomes the attack that posts of believers become the center of the world's hate. Because it seems like it's gearing it up. We hate we hate what the world tells us to hate. We celebrated a Charlie Sheen that was wild. And, and then we put old Bill Cosby straight in prison. I'm not saying he wasn't wrong. Hey, get him out of here. You know what I'm saying? If he's taking advantage of he raping and hurting people. Hey, I'm not what it is what it is. But even in that, we taking joy in that. Because we don't look at people like they people. We look at people like their political views, like their positions, their, that they're only propaganda and we have no compassion and love in it. And social media, which is crazy, is that how we've created computers and our computers have created us to be computers. <laughs> we made robots and now the robots are making us become more robotic and less human. Just saying, man. So listen, go vote. Educate yourself, but be careful of letting the world tell you how to feel about somebody fully when you only know 2% of the subject. Because trust and believe, if somebody was to judge you off of one thing they heard from somebody else who obviously doesn't like you in the first place, I think you feel a way too. But hey, what do I know? Tripping off that 85k To be a ninja for a festival We not living in our purpose man Why you not a ninja I knew I should have been a ninja I tried to be a ninja when I was younger I used to think I was a ninja turtle I used to have a bandana man And my mama broke my dreams She said I couldn't be a ninja turtle Because I was black She told me that I really thought I was a ninja turtle But if I'd have stayed But see that's why you See 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 before I get listen, this is why you need to believe in yourself, cause people will tell you some craziness. Listen, I'm, I work a job. You gotta work overtime. I gotta do this to make eighty five k. But if I would have believed in myself, I would be in Japan right now, being a human ninja turtle, making eighty five thousand for a festival. That's only that's only one time a year. Eighty five k to be a ninja, and you telling me. They talk, you got to do performative martial arts. You don't even got to really be cold. I ain't got to fight. It's, I don't got to defend the, the t- a temple or something. I just, bro. I came back because I realized that my family couldn't come with me. But I was on my way to Japan. Then I found out how long the flight was. And I just decided that um, I'm just going to find a better way to get 85000 Okay, y'all, y'all with me? But anyway, man, um, it was something I said, man, and this show was gonna be something else, and it kind of, it kind of switched on me a little bit. But I got it. I, I want to share this because it's something that's super important. And this what's happening today. Um, computers, we made computers, and computers have made us robots. Um, it's scary to say that, but. 
the more and more it makes sense. Even in a even in a real way, like I'm talking about, like we just go hardwire, literally how your brain functions, how things work. If we just if we do that, you can find several ways how computers and technology is literally making us less human. Algorithms have taken away real human engagement. So now I don't even have to truly engage you. I just have to play within the system to look engaging to engage or have the appearance of engagement nowadays i talk we talk about people that we see online as numbers we 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 use people like they're not human because of how social media is teaching us because we no longer live in a world that when you said something like now you could just yell and say somebody stupid over and they and they live in a whole nother country and they can never get a hold of you versus there was a time that when you said something crazy about somebody they knocked your teeth out and the people that talked crazy were the people that could actually fight and defend themselves and now some of the most uh verbally abusive people are 16 year old kids that couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight and i'm telling you this because i play 2k online and there's nobody more disrespectful than a kid that when you playing with them and you still learning how to play the game and you're not doing the right stuff they say things to you it's just hard but i digress but no for real man we we live in a time now where there's there's less consequence for treating people like they not people because it's very rare when somebody somebody will walk up and even yell a racial slur to somebody face to face, but we'll put it on the screen. Because if you put it on the screen, there's no accountability. But if you say it someone's face to face, you might just get knuckled down to the ground. You know what I'm saying? You you just literally might get dogged for a second. But now we live in a world where people not getting beat up. And if and even if you respond to them, a person can say something crazy, but if you respond to them, you can be taken down because you're bullying somebody who's who's being like it's just weird man that we not human no more but y'all don't believe me good because i'm about to blow y'all mind listen live with me real is where you're gonna be educated you're gonna be able to hit people with information that that that, that they didn't even know was even valuable that's 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 meet real makes invaluable information valuable because of the application listen you getting smarter just by listening to the show that's crazy. But won't he do it? Like, won't he? Right? Will he? Won't he? Like, how does that work? Is it won't he? I, I, I don't know. I'm getting confused with ignorance. Anyway, I want to talk to y'all about a word, man. The word for today is sensory dynamism. Sensory dynamism. Now, I'm looking at this on techradar.com, right? So, shout out to them. Um, Kind of. I mean, you just got to say it so it's not like plagiarism or i don't know whatever who cares but sensory dynamism okay this concept has to do with our perception okay so when you look out a window you perceive millions of variances of color perspective sound feeling and many others but when you gaze at an ipad you're sensing you're sensing just a few variables and with email and sms you may barely be using your senses this poses a problem for the development of you in the future in the long run now nima moraveggi Yes, it's Nima Moraveji. She's a director of the Calming Technology Lab at Stanford University. He is, my bad. So he says, sensory dynamism can be a problem when it comes to an over-reliance on computer technology. Okay, Maravelli, Marav- yeah, Maravelli, Maravelli, 
But what's, what's bro? What's your name? Can I just say you call you Nima? Nima, Doctor Nima. I'm gonna call you Nima, Doctor. Doctor Nima says technology can sometimes cloud our sensory judgment. We can see only factual and text and textual information instead of an array of human emotions. Technology makes us less human when we believe life is a rat race to be won. It's a zero sum mentality, and when we are isolated and individual rather than interconnected and primarily com you know competitive rather than primarily collaborative. See, I describe the brain as an organ whose job is to learn through its psychochemical and cognitive senses without sufficient dynamism. The brain becomes forced focus. The brain becomes focused on particular senses and inputs that are not representative of the natural world. Y'all hear that? Look, I'm going to say it again. Without sufficient dynamism, the brain becomes focused on particular senses and inputs that are not representative of the natural world. <laughs> Do y'all hear that? Like, literally, okay, let me go back to what he said. He said, okay, we only see factual and textual information instead of an array of human emotions. Now, I've actually been watching a video when it talks about how the brain works. And um, this doctor, she has a theory where there's three things ha happening Billions of billions of times a second in your mind, right? Whereas you think, feel, choose. So you can't think and not feel. And you can't feel and think and not choose. Even if there's no no there's no like action where you get up and slap somebody or you say something, you're still choosing. And it's all based off of your thinking, feeling it. Which is based, you know, processing it, this, that, and forth. So imagine if you look at life a certain way that literally stops the thinking, feeling, choosing part. Where now you're literally being told. Because if I'm told what to think and how I should feel, I may think I have a choice, but it's only, it's only an illusion. The choice is the illusion because the choice has already been given to you, if that makes sense. It's already been input and placed in your mind. So we're getting so much information. We're becoming, you know, everybody's a introvert. So we're, we're, we're more disconnected from people. So now I got to go back to it. It says we, we're, we're primarily looking at things more competitively than actually collaboratively. So everybody becomes a number or an op or someone who we're going to sell to or some like we're influencers. So now we look at everybody as a fan. So no one's no longer human. Our brain grows through interaction with people like the the whole the whole the whole mystery of the mind. We, you can see improvement from people who are literally interacting, growing, reading, studying, being around people. And you can also see a digression from people who are by themselves. Who don't read to learn. It's people who literally have told me. Oh I don't read. But be on Facebook all day long. And some people think reading the status is reading. <laughs> or learning or educating yourself. So these things take away your brain being aggressive and growing and strength. Because you're being told what to do. So now you don't use your brain. You have a brain in your hand. Which is this iPad. Which is cell phone. Hey Siri how do you spell this? Versus back in the day. 
the worst thing in the world would be not knowing how to spell a word because they would make you go find a dictionary and find it and then write it 14 times for a week. And now you just got this word that you could just spell at the top of your, just off the off bail for any reason and know the definition and the nouns and the adjectives and all that other stuff. When now people can just, hey, Siri, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what she do now. Mm-hmm. But I digress. And she'll tell you the answer. See, I'm not even talking to this phone. I'm not talking to you. I'm recording. Yes. No, I'm recording my podcast, Siri. Stop talking to me. No, Siri, I'm telling you I'm recording my podcast, so stop responding to me and listening to my conversation. You're taking away my civil, my civil liberties. <sighs> Lord. Y'all see that? I'm literally just talking to y'all, and my phone just ha- just jumped in this conversation. Mm, mm, mm. See? Listening. Watching. That's crazy. I'm paying people for you to spy on me. All in my pod. Siri, don't don't make me go back and get a flip phone because I can't trust you. <sighs> Shout out to my man Reby versus. But anyway, so the, the, the term is sensory dynamism. And it's really literally talking about how the concern is, is how gadgets and computer screens are literally affecting the stimulus of your mind, your senses with your mind, and how gadgets are actually dulling the senses. It's making us more computer. We are literally becoming cyborgs. How cool would that be? Even though my coworkers say cyborg is weak, I don't believe he. I think cyborg is pretty sweet, but in the movies, he the dude just ripped his leg off, and he wasn't really able to fight nobody. Batman had more. Oh, no, I'm sorry, y'all. Now, 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 can we get in a little bit of the conspiracy theories of how this stuff is happening, right? Can we just 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 a little bit of conspiracy theory, just a little bit, just a little bit? Okay, cool, sweet. Implantable electronics. Okay. Strictly speaking, implantable electronics make us less human. We become, in some percentage, machine. Of course, the first cardiac pacemakers was invented back in the 50s. Some are saying, so So, so saying someone is less human because they have a pacemaker, that sucks. But I never thought about it till just now that if you have a pacemaker, you are a cyborg. And we should not trust you. Because when... You know, when 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 Judgment Day comes, not the Judgment Day of Jesus Christ, but when, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger comes back 35 times to save the world and just keep getting more repetitive. But I digress. What if Siri turns you on with your pacemaker and now your heart turned bad and now you're an evil villain because your pacemaker is controlled? I'm sorry. I'm going I'm going down a rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Anyway. Now think about so now people have also now they have implants to enhance your vision. How about read your text message directly? What if they gave you a bioskeleton to enhance your stuff like Wolverine? Listen, they talking about in a hundred years. They they are implement they they want to implement things that can be put inside of you. Where you literally 
I'm talking about in your anatomy where you could be stronger, maybe even faster. <sighs> okay, then this is Dr. Bridget Duffy. Uh, she's a chief medical officer at uh, Vasera. She's a company that makes wireless communicators for the, you know for use in hospitals. And she talks of an 80-20 rule in the health profession. In some cases, only 20% of the healing occurs because of a drug treatment or surgery, while 80% of the success depends on a patient-doctor interaction. If a human being transforms into something that's more electronic than biological, there's a concern that a future society will lose the distinctions of emotional connection. Dr. Duffy also goes on and she says there is something about hope, communication and trust that improves the outcome. She says you can focus on a good technical outcome, but there has to be the other component. When you know a loved one who has faced mortality and a life-threatening illness, the implant is not enough. There is something about physical contact. So what she's talking about is how people get livers and kidneys and um, they get pacemakers. They, they get these things put inside of them. But when people don't have the will to live, when they lose hope, it makes the recovery way worse. And sometimes almost impossible because your body responds. And this is just so amazing is that how technology is literally stripping us away from these God given connections and interactions that make us so specific and special. So the so so for in human in man's conquest to become less human or become God Implanting technology to make us less human literally makes us less. Looking at somebody as a tweet makes them not a human, but makes them a post. Looking at somebody as a political party makes takes them away from being human. It makes them literally a color. Looking at someone's race makes them a color. So now it's easy to hate a crayon. I hate I hate the color. I hate the color like orange. Like I'm not gonna color or use orange for just any reason. So now I can walk around and hate people because they're a color instead of a human. You hear about a black kid being killed by a black kid. Eh, uh, you know. Hear about a white cop killing a black kid. Or hear about a black kid killing a white cop. Now there's outrage because but like, dang, but what about mourning that life is lost? People are being abused. People like, why are we to a point where now we want to hear all these factors and ratios and we compute how we should respond and ignoring the fact that we're still human and that God gave us these emotions, not to them to lead us and guide us in everything we do, but not to disregard that they exist. We're literally sending 90-year-old people to prison because they did something 55 years ago, and we're happy about it. I'm not saying you you commit a crime and they catch you 30 years and you go to prison, but we've gotten to a point because of social media and, oh, this person does this, and they, do, they don't deserve to be forgiven. They're this, that, and the fourth. Now we're in a place where we're literally happy when someone's life is destroyed. And sometimes we also just feel the reason, well, they destroy somebody else's, and it's like, that's a full-time relationship <laughs> to look at people. Like, you have to fight to look at people like they're not human. But it's also harder to feel and love people and look at them that way through compassion because then you put yourself in their shoes, which God wants us to do, so that we love them, that we have compassion, and that we desire to actually see change. <laughs> 
I'm going to end that before I go to meet my preach. I was thinking about this, how the Bible talks about how God humbled himself and put himself in a body, right? And you think about even God had a desire and made himself human because he loved us and wanted to help us. And now man is trying to become God and make ourselves less human <laughs> because we're self-righteous. So we serve a God that humbled himself to save us. But now we have become where we want to become God and be less human. And technology is one of the vehicles. Let me share me my preach. I just want to make you think. This episode was just here to make you think. I just want to have this conversation, man, because I really do believe and feel that we talk about each other like we're not human. And we talk, you know, like it's so easy nowadays to only look at people like they're a number or who they support in the presidency or who they support in music or if they owe you money or not. Or, no, I'm joking. But look, for a week, we, we're going into a dangerous time where somebody's tweets or somebody's feelings about a subject is their identity. And sometimes we allow it, whether it's our race, our hair, our political party, even what we hate has become our identities. And Listen, man, if you in the world and you don't know Christ, man, I can't really hold this against you. You know what I'm saying? And all I would say is that, man, choose Christ. Our, the identity that we should all try to take on is the identity of the only the only person that ever did this thing all the way right. Because even if we fail to reach the exact extent of God's glory, of who Christ was, every step in the direction of Jesus is a step away from who we were and a step closer to holiness, closer to wholeness, closer to greatness, closer to peace. I think about that every day. To even as a husband, these are good things. I can't let my identity be in my husband and be in my husband, in my, ooh, in my marriage of me being a husband of me being a father that I love to do. By far one of my favorite, most favorite things to do Is to be a husband and to be a father it's, it's something that I thank God for Every moment of my life Like man you really saw fit for me to have this But God I suck man I ate boogers till I was like 6 years old <laughs> And you saw fit Booger eating meat Mean meat in high school You still saw fit man To give me these things the same meat you still saw fit to heal my kidneys when I was in the hospital. The same meat that was walking around with a blood pressure over 200. You still saw fit to not let me have a stroke or heart attack. The same meat that was drinking Slurpees and having diabetes and still had vision and cognitive function and didn't, it wasn't about to lose limbs, didn't lose limbs. You just, Oh, you still saw me as more than you saw me more than my decisions. Dang God, you didn't identify me as a tweet or my past sin. You you loved me through that and made yourself human to 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 
to redeem and heal me and fix us. So I always think about that, man. Is like, how can I ever get to the point where I'm so self-righteous? I'm so robotic that people are what they believe in their positions and I don't have to care about them. I don't have to mourn them. Like don't like like don't get me wrong. There are people out here that make it very easy to hate them. There are, I mean it's and I mean I've even I believe I've done things in my past that made it easy for people to hate me. Uh being self-righteous, being arrogant, being brash and not caring how people feel because I'm I'm so in love with triggering people or you know i want to just be this type of person i need the likes or the comments i'm not talking about me i'm talking about just things in general how we move that we literally will treat people like they're an issue and trigger them and harm them if it gets us the attention we want on social media we'll hurt people if it gets us the attention on social media so that everybody is an op and nobody's a human but i but i, I but i'm thankful I'm thankful for the God we serve. So I did my one show. I wanted I wanted to share some information with you guys, and I really wanted to, you know, in this time, man, we getting close to an election. We're ha- we just had an impeachment, the third impeachment of history. There are people out here wilding at an all time high. People are wilding at an all time high. But do you love them still? Because it's easy to write somebody off when you don't care. I think about that all the time. Like, man, God just, why didn't he write us off, man? He he was God. He didn't have to make us. He didn't have to redeem us. He didn't have to forgive us. It's like, why did God put himself in a human body? Why? Okay, first of all, why did God just not forgive us? Why did he just redeem us? What did it mean for God to put himself, his put his spirit, put himself in? In flesh Now this is where the theology get tough And people you know argue that And cool I'm not gonna argue it You know I'm just gonna go off of The word and my understanding The Bible says that Jesus Christ was the word And the word was Jesus And then the word was with God In the the beginning And when when God humbled himself And put himself in an earthly body And he gave his life He was the lamb of God That's that's my belief That's where I stand That's that's what I believe That's my faith So So my faith in a God that could have just redeemed us, like, you know, snapped his fingers. But God put himself in our shoes and experienced the human experience firsthand fear, lust, doubt. He was all human. And I don't think God did it to see if he could do it. Like, let me see if I can be a better, the best human of all time. No, 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 no. He did it so that he could understand that he covered all sin. (laughs) But he didn't want to do it as a spectator. So it's crazy that we serve a God that will become man. But we're human and we don't want to be human. We want to be algorithms like the world. We've become spam bots. So this is just the heat of warning, man. First of all, choose Christ, man. It's just the way. But two, man, don't allow algorithms and don't allow these screens to make you look at people like they're 140 characters on, 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 on the list. There are lives at stake. There are people hurt, lost, lonely because 
we will love to make fun of somebody online because it's hilarious but it's like it's somebody on the other side of that post it's somebody on the other side of that hate it's somebody on the other side of that anger it's someone on the other side of that argument where you bash and dog them because they voted for trump or they didn't vote for trump or because they're this or they're that it's somebody on the other end of that who could be broken and damaged and you so self-righteous because no one's human but your emotions <laughs> It's almost to the point where we'll drop a phone and it's it's like dropping a baby. But we drop babies off like they're not human. We have we have life insurance on our phones, but not on ourselves, not on our children. I'm like I'm I'm not trying to get on a tangent, but I really want us to share. Dog, there's so many ways that because of our love of technology, because technology is dope, but we're allowing it to make us robots. And not feel. I've seen some many people be destroyed in the last 10 years. People have, having great reputations and you find out the ugliness of them and they're just falling. And all I do is mourn because it's like, dog, I, I don't wish this stuff on my enemies. One, because I don't know if they'll come back and they'll come back to Christ or two. This is what their life will be now. And I know that a lot of times it's just by the grace of God that I'm not one of them. But let me share this. St. John 8 and 1 is the woman who was caught in adultery, right? So Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and he taught them. He was, as he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of a crowd. He said, teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? See, these Pharisees were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against them. But Jesus stood down. He stooped down and he wrote in the dust with his finger. He didn't allow them to trigger him for him to react to be in his feelings just because everybody else was so first things first just because everybody else in their feelings don't mean you got to be just because everybody else are rallying and hate don't mean you got to be so he wrote writing in the dust with his finger so they kept demanding an answer they, they kept demanding an answer so he stood up and said all right but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. I thought this was kind of thugged out by God. He like, Jesus was just like, all right, let the first one who, who, who never sinned cast the first stone. Went back and was drawing in the sand. <clears throat> As he stooped down, when the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, one beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle with the crowd and the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. I really, really enjoy this scripture, man. Go and sin no more. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the simplest and most un- Defeated statements in history. 
I want to point something out, man, that Jesus said that he who has never sinned, throw the first stone. Jesus never said that her sin was not a sin. Jesus never said that what she did was right. Jesus never condoned what she did. But instead of Jesus allowing himself to be hyped up by the people, which happens a lot, because Jesus didn't allow the propaganda to make him look at a woman or look at a person like they weren't a person, that it wasn't a soul, that it wasn't a that it wasn't a body, that it wasn't a human, because he didn't allow the 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 crowd to control how he felt. He was able to be sober. And 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 the opportunity for someone hearing a life-changing message. Listen, all them bells and whistles, he said, go and sin no more. He didn't say, oh, see, you good. Hey, see, ain't nobody else here. That must mean what you did was right. And the religious law was true. Caught in adultery, stoned to death. And it's kind of weird. It's like the world nowadays is writing a new a law of Moses and everything that they say. If you say something about homosexuality, stone them. If you do this, stone them. If you do that, kill them. If you do this, it's okay if you do that. But if you do this, do that. Don't say this, but you can make fun of Jesus in TV shows and all that. But don't do this. But Jesus said, didn't even one of them condemn you? And he said, and she said, no, he said, neither do I. He said, I don't condemn you. I don't say you're done. I don't say you're unable of changing. I say, go and sin no more. Imagine if somebody who was wilding and that you had a relationship with and they come to you and instead of you killing them off, sending them to hell or you send them to prison or you enjoying dogging them online, you say, "Okay, cool, I get you. But stop. Repent, man. I get you, man. Listen, I've been there, too. I've struggled with this stuff, too. I know people to struggle with this stuff, too. But go and send no more, man. Stop. I don't know, man. I just thank God for being, for him becoming Jesus, him becoming human. So why can't we stay human? We can never be God anyway. So how do we serve a God that will become human for us? But we want to become gods and we won't even be human first. I mean, we can never be God anyway, but y'all get what I'm saying. So I really pray that this encourages you, man, to not condone sin, not to condone terrible thing, not to make it and pretend to be, and be afraid to speak against evil. No, no, no. This is a conversation about the heart. And the conversation about the heart is, will you be the one to say, go and sin no more? Or will you just leave because now someone has shown you a mirror? Can somebody show you where your sin is and now you're afraid to say anything? That's crazy how you can be self-righteous and then when someone shows you your sin, you just leave. You just become silent versus showing compassion. 
Jesus presented them that way and said he without sin because he basically was showing us that we all need redemption. We all need Jesus. So instead of you trying to show me someone's sin, show me the heart of God. Show me compassion and offer them this message. Go and sin no more. <laughs> I don't know. This is right. One of my favorites. I just man, go and sin no more. So powerful to me. Because God never condones foolishness. He never validates wild actions. He never validates evil. He just says, okay, go and sin no more. I, okay, I got you. Stop. <laughs> hey, man, y'all y'all been listening to Live With Me Trill, man. I pray this helps. I love y'all. Happy holidays. Yeah. Play Air Media. Just need you You reach down and pull me out Ever that I am amazed You see the depths of my heart But you stand up in the same And I'm just a sinner I'm a sinner soul just wanna repent I live in sacrifice and a peace in My little ones that keep on my team My only son, you know what this meant On this journey, I gave you my all Lord, faith and led me to the edge of a cliff I'm still waiting for my ultrasound Please, Lord, don't let it end like this I know I don't deserve that I know that I'm not where they belong Please grant me this one wish I'm be the best father that you ever made Give me, let me show my son to make some lemonade Show my daughter how I'm real man, close to love Keep my eyes on anyone that comes close to her Come on right for my life, I know this is right Would you forgive me for my wrongs? Alright I'm a sinner, and I wanna be forgiven I'm a sinner, 
Hey! 